0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now... Here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, USCFootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, 200 fans.
1: Welcome to a very special edition of the Peristyle Podcast. This is an airport edition. Of the Paracel Podcast, we've had some helium boys post-game podcasts for the road games. Chris Trivino was the only one on the road. Shotgun Fratling and myself were not, but I am in the secret studio here, going to talk with Chris Trivino, who's at the airport, waiting to fly home to Los Angeles after USC's forty-five thirty-seven win over Arizona in the desert in Tucson. Chris is going to head back to LA. We'll have our regular Sunday night tunnel vision show but we wanted to get a little podcast in because he's got some time before his flight so Chris
0: welcome in how you doing man I'm doing good uh just a small correction I'm going back to Long Beach Ryan I just want that on record Long Beach not LA
1: I am from the LBC
0: (laughs) all right we'll we'll spend the whole 40 minutes talking about this if we we do this sweet all right well anyway
1: so Chris was there uh this was you know, kind of a crazy game. Both teams had a bye week, and we know going on the road is difficult. Lincoln Riley after the game said he was as proud of this win as any of them, uh, any of the seven that they got this year. USC seven and one, by the way, and the remaining four games will all be in Los Angeles. Three home games and one at USC pseudo home over in the Rose Bowl, playing UCLA. But uh, yeah, he said he was really proud of this one. A lot of adversity again. Uh, we'll get into some of that that. that one of the worst calls we've seen in a long time uh, at the end of the at the end of the first half. But, uh, yeah, what what did you make of what Riley kind of said and, and how they felt that this, you know, he was, this was really proud of this win over Arizona?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he had every right to say that, given everything that this team faced on Saturday night, whether that was, as you mentioned, a terrible Pac-12 officiating gaffe and, you know, the fact that they had multiple starters and multiple key players out. I mean, just look at it, Ryan, you know, you're down Jordan Addison, your, your top leading receiver, you're down Mario Williams, who was a kind of a late game scratch. You're down your best offensive lineman, Andrew Voorhees. You're down the human, the human condor, the angry giraffe, uh, Eric Gentry in the middle of your defense, kind of that, that spark plug. You're down one of your, your top rotational linebackers in Braylon Goforth. You're down a, you know, former five-star prospect in Corey Foreman. The list goes on and on of all these things that they had just dealing with going into the game. You lost your left tackle at in the second half. You're starting a guy who's never started before in Mason Murphy. You're switching your line around, and you're playing on the road, and – this is a scrappy team that you know I've mentioned several times that I don't think they're as bad as their record in- indicates. They are bad on defense, but they can put up some points. And we know USC's defense can be susceptible to a lot of big plays and giving up a lot of yardage and points, which they did on Saturday. But to see that kind of fight come through once again, even though it was ugly, and for them to lead the uh, lead Tucson with a win, you know, is huge. This team seems to kind of love playing on the road and kind of taking in that everyone against us mentality. And that certainly was uh, the theme for them, especially when it certainly felt like everyone was against them, even the refs at, at some times, because that's how bad uh, that moment was at the end of the first half, which we're going to talk about. But that sort of, you know, kind of galvanized that that mentality they bring on the road. And I think that's what helped them kind of you know, gain a lot more control and get a get a better better grip on the wheel of this game in the second half, when you have you know uh, a lot more scoring, you know some big stops. Arizona did you know make it more interesting at the end, but USC for the most part had control of that second half. You felt like you really wanted them to close out a lot better, but you know you'll take a win on the road uh, as banged up as you were. So good win, you know, still a lot of things you need to clean up on, but all considering the full context of what usc's team was looking like in this game you know i think it's a big win
1: yeah no i agree with you and uh you know caleb williams had a record day 411 yards passing you know five touchdowns for the second week in a row without your two top receivers and we got to see taj washington go over 100 yards we got to see kyle ford my guy your guy over a hundred yards. Uh, you know, they got a touchdown with Taj. Did Taj got two touchdowns um, he, that long pass where Caleb was scrambling and hits him down yeah. the right sideline. And Taj and made took a big shot on end. that
0: too. He took a big yeah. shot too. So props to Caleb for, you know, seeing, Oh, I'm about to take a hit here, but still standing tough and delivering that throw to, you know, big, big play there
1: Yeah, 10 TDs in the last two games for Caleb Williams, two road games, but I didn't, it didn't even dawn on me that he had his best, you know, his career best day on a day when the Politnikov award winner and his number one guy from Oklahoma uh, wasn't in there, which was weird. Um, Apparently, you know, Mario Williams was dinged up a little bit, but then got hurt during the stretching period from what Lincoln Riley was saying. He's really not saying much about, injuries um and you know we had in the war room that we didn't think jordan addison was going to play um but yeah that for those two guys to be out and him still have a record day is pretty impressive
0: yeah i think it speaks to a couple things i think it obviously speaks to the talent that caleb williams has you know keeping his name right there in consideration for the you know for the heisman uh trophy and those heisman uh voters just you know hey say hey i'm still here you know so don't forget about me throwing 10 touchdowns in two games on the road, like you mentioned. Haven't turned the ball over, only turned the ball over ball over once. And then the second point is Ryan, we knew this coming in, but this wide receiver group is really, really stacked, and it may not seem as stacked as you know, having you know, you know, an all-American like uh Jordan Addison or a guy like Marty Williams, who was a top 50 recruit, but there's a lot of talent that hasn't that wasn't really tapped into in the clay Helton there, whether that's, you know, Kyle Ford due to injuries, you know, Michael Jackson, who has been playing really, really well, Taj Washington, former freshman all American, you know, second leading receiver or third leading receiver on this team last season. And, you know, someone who did struggle with confidence and consistency, it's just been a, you know, you've seen that growth from him this year and, you know, stepping up and being a bigger part of the offense and having a game like he had to, did today when they needed it the most you know just super impressive and you know and also speaks to the coaching of you know the coaches getting these guys ready to step in at a at a drop of a hat and play to that level and help their quarterback have one of the best days he's had this season so you know there's a lot of things going on with that but those are kind of the three main points I'm taking away from this is that Kayla Williams really really good USC's wide receiver depth really, really good, something we knew going into the season, and just the coaches getting them ready and prepared to make plays uh, in a critical game and have those people step up when they needed to.
1: 100%. And you, you mentioned it, uh, no turnovers. Um, USC's played eight games, and they they have one offensive turnover. Uh, pretty insane to to have that. I remember asking Lincoln Riley about that after six games when they didn't have any. Uh or what no, they only had one through six games. Uh, didn't turn over against Utah, didn't turn over against Arizona. That was one of my bold predictions. Uh I did pretty good. I got three out of my five bold predictions, but I thought that USC would turn the ball over and they did not. Um, now they didn't score, you know, Arizona had been given up 49 points a game to in their losses in Pac 12. Uh that, you know. Only scored forty five, but you know there was some touchdown called back for a holding penalty. There was some weird stuff that happened. A couple of missed field goals. They could have easily scored a fifty burger in this one, but having no turnovers again, like just having a clean. You know, I'm not a soccer guy, but was that a clean sheet? Is that what they call that? Uh, pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how this rate. Of you know just being perfect or close to perfect as you can be when it comes to not turning the ball over, like you can't sustain that rate. But Ryan, is it time to start saying, "Hey, maybe they can't sustain this rate"? You're running, you're running out of game. <laughs> you know, we're going to be talking about it at the 12th game. Like, I don't know, the rate, but can they keep this going? Um, you know, they're probably. Will be, I feel confident saying there will at least be one more turnover this season, but it's just been astronomical and insane, you know, kind of their, their ball security and, you know, kind of Caleb Williams decision-making and not turning the ball over and, you know, them being, being well-suited to hang on to the ball. And, you know, he does have one turnover that was uh, wiped off, if you will, due to a penalty, but outside of that, you know, it's been pretty, pretty flawless and, I'm just gonna stop saying can they keep it up because they're they're keeping it up right now. So we'll we'll just have to keep uh, monitoring that it goes. But you know, just having another clean sheet on the road is just is monumental.
1: I think Wake Forest had eight turnovers and a half today. Like
0: (laughs) wasn't wasn't it like consecutive? (laughs) Wasn't it consecutive or something? It was like seven consecutive or something. Something absolutely crazy. And when USC was
1: forcing a lot of turnovers, there was that big disparity. Uh, they're not forcing as many. So it kind of puts more pressure on the offense and they're still not turning the ball over. So that's pretty, pretty impressive. We, we, we mentioned this. We got to talk about the pack 12 refs. Again, I will reiterate something I've said before. I don't think this is a, a bias in the refs. I think there's just blatant incompetence. There was a really horrible call against Arizona uh, that was a, you know, would have got USC off the field and USC scored a touchdown, like in the very next play. Um, you know, there's there's bad calls kind of both ways. Some of them are judgment. This one was a, they, I think it was a roughing the passer or something like that. And uh, you know, same kind of thing that happened to USC and Utah. It just wasn't kept a drive alive, and USC scores. So I think there's just been bad calls all over the place. But this took one. You know, to, to, at the end of the half, when USC, you know, gets the ball down inside about the five yard line or so, and the referees have not spotted the ball for play, but the clock is running. Lincoln Riley. And so the clock runs out or actually they let the play run and it didn't work. They should have been able to spike the ball and kick a field goal and go in half, uh, you know, with extra three points. They weren't able to do that. And Lincoln Riley was livid. Uh, I listened to the radio broadcast and Jordan Moore did an interview with Lincoln Riley. And he gave like two one word answers, essentially. But he was asked, did you get an explanation? He's like, nope. And like, that was it. Uh, And then afterwards, you know, he did talk about uh, that, you know, the the refs at the third quarter, he admitted that he didn't really give the refs a lot of time to explain their position when he was yelling at them, you know, before halftime. But afterwards, he said, you know, that they admitted they screwed it up. But he was just like, well, I mean, why can't you stop it and look at it? You know, it really was a, a gaff that, that cost USC points. Um, so second kind of time that happened, you know, in as many weeks uh, in a road game. But again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a biased thing. I think it's just incompetence that there was, you know, you're watching a lot of bad calls in the Pac-12 across the board, but USC seems to be on the wrong end of them fairly often. But any thoughts on that? It just, it was baffling. I mean, they went to the studio show in Pac-12 network and they were basically like, this is not what the Pac-12 needs. Like everyone knew, like, this is egregious. This is just terrible.
0: What is going on? I look at it a couple ways, Ryan. One, when do you think the Pac-12 issues comment on that? Is it going to be tomorrow or is it going to be Monday? Who's in the office right now? Because, you know, they're going to have to do right it, it it was so bad. You this one you have, have to, to make a statement. You have to make a it's, statement on it.
1: It's not a judgment call. It's like just you you screwed it up. Like you did some. You your procedural was wrong. Like you did this incorrectly. You let the clock run when it shouldn't have been running. Um, you didn't give USA a chance. Like the referee's holding the ball and you let the clock run out. Like there was no way the the ball wasn't ready for play, but you hey, let the Caleb clock run Caleb out.
0: Williams is like Caleb Williams is like begging for them to look at the clock because it is running and he's absolutely right. four seconds had gone off the clock as the ref was literally hadn't even put the ball down. And there's like two seconds left when they finally get it down. It was insane. And just Ryan, imagine if this, if USC had lost one and they had lost by say a field goal. And imagine if this had ended the game, Ryan, what I, I Lincoln Riley might've assaulted the, 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 the white hat. I don't know it, it that's how livid he was for a halftime, but that was just insane. Never seen anything like that. Uh, and the only thing on the bright side is at least this game was on Pac-12 network. So not a lot of people saw it. That's all yeah. I got to say. <laughs> that's like the that's only bright side. Cause it was mostly people like what's happening, what happened? Because obviously it was like a double whammy. People were like, what happened? Well, no one could see what happened because no one could watch it on the Pac-12 network. So it was it was like a double whammy of uh, Pac-12-ness, if you will. Yeah, when when like Ted Robinson,
1: when they're talking about it on the broadcast, and then it's because it's right before halftime, and they throw it to their studio show, and everyone in the studio is like, what the heck was that? Like everyone knows the Pac-12 refs get that kind of reputation. When you just have like a blatant screw up like that uh it's just you know i thought it was well said where they're like this was not good for the conference you know this is not good for the pac 12 like that's not what you want um so we'll see but i think they will get some sort of statement because this isn't like a judgment like the the bad um roughing the passer call i think it was roughing i forget exactly what it was against that that went against arizona that helped usc um, was it yeah that, I, I believe i got that play right but um yeah, yeah that's that's a judgment call right that's not a um you know this was a just procedural error so i think they actually will make a statement on this one so i know
0: usc fans will be dying to to hear from that um, and, it, and it's it's I just just very quickly i just wanted to say you know as usc media and stuff i know that was a big thing with the utah game with the roughing the roughing the passer calls as you say judgment calls and it's like hard as not necessarily like for teams that we cover or that we do cover it. It's like, Oh, that's a bad call. And then you get the, you know, the, the, the backlash on social media. It's like, that wasn't a bad It's quick crying, quit crying. But this is something where it's not a judgment call. It's straight up a, a, a butchering of the rules and screwing it up really bad. It's like, there's only one way you can react to this. It's like, that was, horrendous you it's like you can't as an Arizona fan be like no 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 you know it's you're crying about it like this is a terrible thing that happened at the end of the game and I wonder if the refs felt pressured just because you know Arizona did that thing where they just run off the field and it's like ah well they're already off the field I wonder if they felt like that no you got to be the ref and be like no 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 no. we're all coming back out here you got to make that call but you couldn't yeah. even get the first call right. How are you going to make that call? You know, so this I'm just want to say it's like not, you're, you know, we're not being homers or anything. This was like objectively a terrible decision that rightfully deserves to be roasted and shredded apart because that's what it was. And that's what it is. And the Pac-12 yeah. has to say something.
1: No, it should be roasted. And and I kind of, you know, there was a lot of complaining about the complaining from the Utah game. And I sort of tried to like back away from that, you know, but I was retweeting like the national people that were, I was like, okay, I won't say anything, but here's what like every national person is saying. They're like, that's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like everyone was saying it. The Pac-12 network crew is saying it. The studio show is saying it. So It was just like, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to like say, hey, this is wrong. Go ahead and this is what everyone else is saying. So I sort of, you can kind of take a step back and be like, all right, I'm I'm not into this whole ref stuff anymore. But we will point it out and let you know when it's happening. Um, Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: we got to talk about the USC defense. Uh, Another 500-yard-plus game that they've given up. Uh, That Bryson Shaw moment was great to see him. You know, we learned that, you know, his dad said that, you know, he had been injured uh, most of the Uh, way. Torn quad, I believe. Torn quad, and he gets the interception. Was absolutely mobbed by his teammates, and he had some other big plays in this one too. So great for him, but not a great performance overall for uh, USC's defense. I mean, USC, you know, on offense could do pretty much whatever they want. We know Arizona's defense was terrible, 8.1 yards per play. Arizona had 7.9 yards per play. Um, this was, yeah, another pretty bad performance. I don't know if you guys got to talk to Alex Grinch, but uh, not not a good one on defense for USC.
0: Yeah, Grinch did not speak to USC media after the game, so we won't, have to get, won't get to talk to him until Wednesday. But, yeah, not not a great effort. There was, you know, a lot of different things. You know, they had, you know, two lead, Pelotu two, two kind of playing like a, Linebacker world, they win a lot of dime package. That's why we saw saw. <coughs> excuse me. That's why we saw a lot of, Bryson Shaw, on yeah. Saturday and and just quickly he Nick mentioned Figueroa, Nick Figueroa was yeah. covering
1: guys like forty yards down or trying to. Uh That was not. I don't know what that was, but maybe that yeah, maybe don't had, use that wrinkle.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was a time where T Mac was lined up with Tua C V Mora, and it was like there was a bunch of like weird matchups and people in coverage that maybe shouldn't have been in coverage. It was, it was a weird kind of defensive game. And, you know, just very quickly on Bryson saw interception, he did, you know, give a lot of credit to Grinch who was throughout the week, you know, leading up to was like, you know, this play's going to happen. This play's going to happen. This play's going to happen. Watch for it, watch for it, watch for it. Then Bryson was like, I saw the formation. I was like, I knew it's coming. So I, you know, just fell back on the coaching and, you know, he made the plays right there where he needed to be. So I give a little bit of credit for Grinch for, for helping turn that interception and getting his players in the right position. But yeah, this was a, a just, and it just felt like a weird, it was just, I don't, I don't want to come out and say they weren't bad because they were bad at times, but it was just a weird game because, you know, Jane Delora, you know, credit to him, you know, moving that offense, they have a really good wide receiver core as we saw and, Jaden just made life hell for Grinch and and this defensive front because he turned a lot of nothing into something at times. And, you know, they're going to have nightmares about him running all over and they just like could not bring him down. And there were so many times where it looked like, you know, he was under pressure. It looks like they were going to get to him and he just breaks out of it or runs for a first down or just buys enough time to get a you know 30 yard play down the field or, or something like that. There was countless times where he did that. And I believe they only got him down twice. Nick Figueroa and Shane Lee one handed Shane Lee brought him down with one hand. He was, yeah. he was asked about that because he was like, no one, no one could bring him down tonight. So how did you do it? And he was like, just hang on, just grab onto something and, and brought him down. So, you know, Jane Delore deserves a lot of credit for that mobility and kind of turning some bad plays, what looked like we're going to be bad plays, into some great plays. So, that is obviously a, a big thing that USC's defense has struggled with. But for the most part, you know, you kind of felt like Ryan—they could have had a couple more interceptions. You know, Kalen Bullock has that diving attempt and just a weird angle. He said after the game, and could have had that. And there was a collision with Kalen Bullock and Jacoby Covington. If they don't collide, one of them's coming down with that ball.
1: Yeah. So he, either one of them could have picked it off.
0: Yeah, so it's just kind of a it was a night where it probably could have had two more interceptions and I think the result would have looked a lot better. But, you know, credit to Jaden, that offense. They uh they made some plays tonight and you know, USC's gonna have to lick their wounds and uh in the film room check out what what was going on.
1: Yeah, our Gerard Martinez tweeted something about just the the defensive effort there and like he's like it's one of those things you wanna I forget the the term he used, something about like you know, make sure the paint's updated on the the walls of the film room yeah. or something. Like people are going to be throwing stuff. Um, yeah, even like the the one Jim Delore run up the left sideline, and he lowered his head and like knocked back. Uh, I forget it, one of the cornerbacks? Sierra um, Wright, I believe it was Wright that he kind of. I don't know if you got to see that one, but it was they, they replayed that a couple times. It's like ooh, there's just a lot of film that's not going to look very good.
0: Yeah, it was uh, not a great thing. But on the bright side Ryan, they, they didn't allow almost 300 yards to a tight end. So... That's true. That small, what, like, small win. Small win.
1: Yeah. Um, it's funny. So, so our, uh, our bold predictions... I thought USC would go under 49 points. They did. Um, I thought they'd turn it over. They didn't. I also thought that, you know, Arizona's tight end would go for like 90 yards of touchdown. That didn't happen. But they did have a couple of wide receivers go over. Uh, let's see. Who was the... So they had Singer go for 141 yards. He had seven catches and three touchdowns. So he sort of was like the the main guy. Um yeah, Tanner McLaughlin only had two catches for 30 yards. He was the one that tight end, I thought, would do well. But they did have one one receiver just go bananas. He had like that
0: couple one-handed catches. Like, he was going crazy. Delora. T-Mac, T-Mac had a really nice one-handed catch. They they had some hands over there in Tucson. There so some hands. They had some really nice plays, yeah. Credit to yeah, them. T-Mac, they made some nice plays.
1: T-Mac three catches for 62 yards. Um, Cowling had that 68-yarder. Um that was crazy. But yeah, there was there was just a lot. I mean, you knew Arizona could could score. Uh Delores gonna like you know make the great play. I think he threw the pick right after he trucked uh uh Say right, and then he throws the pick to Shaw like right afterwards. Um, you know, he's gonna make some bad plays and um, you know, he got sacked a couple times, but he avoided a lot of sacks. I think Riley mentioned that afterwards. Um, there's just there just wasn't enough negative plays again in this one to kind of offset all the big plays and to be fair Arizona was like leading the nation I think in like 20 yard plays or more Something. I mean they they were a big play kind of team but you thought you know the film everything that you did the problems you had at Utah there were some different problems Uh, you know they they didn't stop the run very well whether they they did a better job um, Mm -hmm. you know against uh, against Utah and they allowed, you know, they allowed a lot of big passing plays. And so, I, yeah, it's,
0: and it's concerning just because still, of what they did. Yeah, yeah. tackling was still – I don't think it was as bad as Utah, but it was still not great. And yeah. that might have been just like the rust of maybe – you know, there's there's always bye, bye week rust when you're coming off and you haven't really hit anybody in a real game after doing how many consecutive weeks of playing game on Saturday. There is that bye week rust. So maybe it was a little bit of that. But the tackling, I think it was a little bit better than Utah, but still still issues at times.
1: Right. yeah, there were still issues. Um, we did get to see Rayleigh Brown, one of your predictions came true. Uh, Rayleigh Brown.
0: And that was uh, it. he was in.
1: gone. <laughs> we got the, he comes in for the touchdown. Uh, I think he came in on another play as like a, a decoy. We did see Austin Jones. Uh, he got a carry for the first time. In I don't know how many weeks. Um good Yeah, five rushes in this one. He had a, a 15 yarder. That was good, but Travis Dye, 20 carries, 113 yards, uh, and a touchdown. Again, kind of get away from the run uh, a little bit. You thought he could get more carries, but they've been really effective. I mean, obviously Caleb Williams has been very effective throwing the football. I mean, 31 45, 411 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, that's 70 yarder. Um, wasn't sacked at all uh just you know continues to be the little Houdini back there um yeah and you know obviously it wasn't an offensive problem tonight they could have scored more points they had one you know that touchdown wiped away from a holding call like we mentioned they missed a couple field goals they didn't get the to kick one at the end of the first half so they easily could have scored more points but you know it's i think, I think it's an overall a really good offensive performance even though it's against one of the worst defenses in the pac 12
0: Yeah. One of the worst defenses, not, you know, doesn't have a lot of uh, tooth in that, that, that defensive front. And, 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 but let's give a little credit to the offensive line, Ryan. I mean, they were shifted around a lot. You have Mason Murphy making his first start on the road, did have a holding call that called back a big touchdown. But for the most part, I thought he played pretty well. You have Jonah Monheim playing, you know, uh, that guard spot for the first time Justin indeed sw- swapping over to left guard which he has played you lose Bobby Haskins in the second half Portland Ford who you know back from the dead comes in and plays really really well so I just want to say a quick shout out to the offensive line as we as we just mentioned not not the best defense of the back 12 but certainly in a tough spot they came in you know it's homecoming on the road, people are fired up. Gronkowski is there, there, and they and they and they played well, I think, and they gave you know, Caleb William a good amount of time. There were some times where he just had all day back there.
1: For sure, and uh, to not not just like Voorhees being out, but then now you're shifting guys to play in different positions, and Murphy comes in, um, you know, and you lose Bobby Haskins. We get to see Corlin Ford. Uh, later on when they when he finally came in uh i think it was the second half uh they and they actually started running the ball i think die had like three straight runs and then um yeah so we i I don't know what the Quarter Ford must be banged up or something because he he went from like the co-starter to now he's not coming in until like two guys are injured yeah
0: yeah not really sure what's what's going on there or maybe they just mason murphy is just Come on that strong. And he's just, I mean, we, we've heard it all season or in all offseason that best player, whoever's playing well in practice, whoever's, you know, doing what they need to do during the week will play on Saturday. And, you know, possibly that's just Mason Murphy being better than Corlin Ford, which is, you know, that that's a good thing for this offensive line depth. That's a good thing because then you have two dependable. Now it looks like they have two dependable tackles that can come in. With with if you know Bobby Haskins has to go down for a little bit or you know kick Monheim inside, this is kind of a good thing. So in, in one in that aspect, so whatever the case, you know you have a guy who can start now in Mason Murphy, and that that's that's a great outcome.
1: So we had a bunch of firsts. You know, it was uh Bryson Shaw's first interception. I believe it was Taj Washington's first touchdown. Um You got. A couple of them in there. Uh, was, Kyle was there Ford's first, first
0: season. Kyle Ford's first touchdown of the, of the season. Your guy. Yeah. I can't believe you did not highlight him. Shame on you, uh, Ryan. We about him early on. We talked about yeah, him but early. Yeah, you, but, but you didn't mention him in the first. It was his first touchdown. And I just want to say shout out to Kyle because you're your sponsor here and Ryan Abraham's not doing it, but Kyle's <laughs> been a guy who hasn't uh, – He's come so close to scoring all season. He's had a couple like targets right in the red zone, couldn't connect. He had the the really nice grab in the first half where it was out of bounds. He thought it was in bounds. You'd have to go back and watch it. I don't know what it showed on the replay for you, Ryan. It kind of looked like it might have been in bounds, but I don't know. And it just all season, it seems like he's come really, really close to scoring. And you know, props to him because he's always stay engaged. He's always super happy when other guys score and for him to have, you know, some big plays tonight, you know, that big, uh, I believe it was a 70 yard catch and run and to finally get a score this season, you know, hats off to him. I was happy to see him, you know, get in the end zone, a guy who deserves, you know, to score. And in terms of other first two, Stevie Nomura made his first career start as a USC Trojan. He said it's something he's been dreaming about since he was a kid. So, you know, props to him for, for stepping in when, the, the human condor was down and Raylan goforth was down so uh deservedly so after playing with a compound break in his fingers so glad to see that he was able to contribute and have a his first career start
1: did Murphy was that his first start or did he get a start that was a, that
0: was that was i believe that's his first start as well yeah
1: yeah and then uh, he was he was injured rice. all
0: Brendan rice his first uh that's score yes i I believe
1: so he had that little toe tapping thing in the back of the end zone
0: yeah um yeah a lot a lot of a lot of firsts and just a lot of people stepping up that's that's the whole thing with firsts you know a lot of if, if you're getting your first that means you're in there for a reason and the reason was usc was banged up pretty bad but to still get a road win with everyone you know, coming together and, you know, stepping up. We hear that a lot, right? It's very cliche to say that, especially in football and in sports in general. It's like, you know, next man up, someone to step up. But to see it actually, you know, it's it's cliche for a reason because it happens and good things can happen when you have guys who are not used to that kind of experience make plays like that. And, you know, that's what happened on Saturday. And that's why USC left with a win.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, ten different Trojans caught passes in this one. I think Shotgun Spratling was kind of pointing that out early on. I think, I think Caleb Williams like first seven passes or something with the different guys. Um, so they definitely were distributing the ball more uh, with Addison out and with uh, Mario Williams out of there. So um, yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting game. I think it's just one of those ones you're going to walk away from as you you won on the road, and that's where the way you have to do it. Uh, USC didn't cover the spread. Sorry, you fell another game behind me in our picks contest. Um This was the first week I didn't pick USC to cover the spread, and they didn't cover it. But there's, you know, it could have gone that way. Uh, You're running
0: away with it. You're running away with it. And I wonder if this game will be on bad beats. Uh, this, the, the Scott Van Pelt, the Scott Van Pelt uh, show, because it, it was right there, Ryan. They were up 16 or something, and it was like yeah. two minutes left, and. You know, I believe it was the penalty that extended the drive or something like that. So, I don't know, just bad beat, bad beat all around, bad crazy. beat for me. Bad beat for went,
1: me. Uh, I went four and one picking and pack 12 games this week, and the only one I got wrong was I had Cal covering the 17, and they lost by 18, like one point. That's the only one I got right, uh, got wrong. Um, but yeah, you know, my theme was going into this week is that it's hard to win on the road, like I really was. I was taking, there was a lot of home dogs, and I was taking the points and all of them. And I think it was Cal's, the only one that didn't, um, cut, well, no, I, well, I didn't take Stanford at UCLA. I thought that was going to be a bloodbath, and it was. Um, I took UCLA, and they, got, they were given like 16 and a half. But uh, yeah, just one of those things where I just know that teams don't play as well as they look at home. They look at, you see a team at home, and they're like, wow, they look great. And then they play on the road, and they don't look—they don't look anywhere near as good. And USC has been as battle-tested on the road as anyone in the Pac-12, you know. So, yeah. That, but I just thought that it was going to be a weird night, and you know, they'd win but not cover. So that's kind of what, what ended up happening.
0: But we're running out yeah. of time for this. But I just wanted—I did want to say real quickly. You did you see my video of Lincoln Riley laying into the refs? Yes. That was good stuff. What, what, what was your reaction to that? That if <laughs>
1: that's like that he might have punched somebody at some point. I mean, he was, yeah. I, I mean, he was mad. He was really mad. Like I, you know, I don't know if it's one of those things where you feel like you, this can't happen to me again. Um, <laughs> and you know, it's early in the game, and the, you know, the game's obviously still in doubt. But holy cow! Like he was mad, and you could hear it after halftime. I mean when jordan you know jordan moore asked him he was like nope like you know what what are you gonna do like it's just this one will be discussed though so at least they admitted to him hey we were wrong the pac-12 is going to make a statement and saying they were wrong you know so maybe there's some you know you feel a little bit better about it where the other one i don't know whatever they said about those roughing the passer calls where that that was going to be behind closed doors for sure and i'm sure yeah, this we'll will talk more, more about it
0: yeah and i'm sure we'll talk more about it on tunnel vision quick small, sure, plug, yeah. small plug small plug
1: tunnel vision uh to, i guess it's tonight now we're recording this is about well,
0: to strike midnight yeah yeah as we're about to go into the next day so hurry up and wrap it up
1: we're going to wrap things up uh chris Trevino is in the tucson international airport ready to fly back to long beach and we will be uh live in Back in our studio, so we'll have better sound quality and all that. But we wanted to get a little reaction uh, post-game of what was going on, USC 7-1. and And like I mentioned, next four games, Chris, next month of USC football, all local. So um, don't got to travel anywhere. You don't have to be in an airport doing, uh, doing any more podcasts. So good
0: for you on that. Bring me home, Ryan. Bring me home. All right. That's going to wrap it
1: up. This is uh, Ryan Ahern, Chris Trevino, USCfootball.com. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we will talk to you next
0: time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening.
1: You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store.